You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Hey there, Joe Clark. How are you doing? I am very good, Richard, because I have done something super fun this morning. Oh, what's that? Well... I'm in this tennis group, as I mentioned in the past, and um, some girls invited me to stay back and play, and it felt like I'd been, you know, invited to be a new friend, which was super fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we, yeah, let's, let's, you know, let's get into it. Uh, we had some spare balls, and we were just doing a bit of match play, and then the, the clouds that had been looming all mm. morning mm. came over with a vengeance, and it started raining, and not just like it was sprinkling, and then it was proper raining. Yeah, <laughs> and I, so I, we, we played tennis in the rain. <laughs> I think I could see that rain outside our door here at um, <laughs> our church venue, and so uh, I'm surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not surprised that you had to come off with that amount of rain. <laughs> yeah, so we played for about maybe ten minutes, and I was serving, and the water was dripping off my hat, and I felt <laughs> like I was Nadal because I had like liquid dripping off me yeah. while trying to serve but at the same time you'd hit the ball and then it wouldn't bounce because <laughs> it would land right. and then go nowhere because it was so waterlogged and there were puddles of water on the court so we did have to yeah. just abandon the play but it was we had a good laugh it was super fun yeah <laughs> so even if you were even though you were wet that wasn't the problem but when it, when it got to the point of the balls just dropping in Oh yeah, Puddles. that was the yeah. It's once every shot you hit was a winner because it didn't bounce. Mm. That's when we came off the court. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's been so wet. My son Andy has been playing cricket in the rain on Saturdays. Oh, fun! They happen to have a quite a field with quite good drainage and a reasonably good astroturf surface, so they can play in quite a lot of rain. Um, but I'm yeah, I've been there on the on the side thinking, man, this is so wet. Why are these guys not coming off? And they just everyone's. Batting and bowling like every, like there's nothing going on. And so. <laughs> uh, did it was it was just la- it was just fun to laugh and play. I just love doing anything in the rain. It feels like you're getting back into your childhood days. We used to go mudlarking in the rain because it rained so Ooh. rarely on our farm. We would just go sit outside and play in the mud in that's, the rain. That's called mudlarking, is it? Mudlarking, yeah, yeah. It was so fun, yeah. Well, I've never heard of that. I wonder if that's a Queensland phrase. Hmm. You can go mudlarking in your car, like you you, you get fo- you get your four wheel drive and you go for a drive in the mud. Yeah, really. We also would we'd call that mudlarking. You got a fun childhood, Joe. <laughs> oh, we all have different things we do for fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what about you, Richard? What have you been up to? Oh, well, I thought I'd share. I've been reading a, a book, a, a non-Christian book, um, but it's got quite a funny title. It's called um, "So You've Been Publicly Shamed." Oh. Have you heard of this one? <laughs> no, but I feel like it's very current. <laughs> no, yeah. It's, so it's by this uh, author, John Ronson, um, who's a journalist kind of thing. It's about uh, uh, stories about people who have made a mistake on the internet or sent an unwise tweet or um, maybe they accidentally or for whatever reason um, plagiarized a little bit in their book and uh, have been found out and they've been publicly shamed like the whole world has known about them there's been twitter pylons and um, (laughs) he's just gone to talk to these people and to find out what 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 happened what was the story what was that like for you getting piled on um and off usually these people have lost their jobs um sometimes their marriages are broken up and uh he's trying to say find out is there a pathway back and, and what happens? What can someone do if they've been publicly shamed? 
And Whoa. so it's like a mixture of quite funny, entertaining reading, but really tragic kind of stories as well. Yeah, people have just made little mistakes and it's just uh, been horrendous for them. So, yeah. Any particular stories that jump out at you? Um, or things that jump out at you? Yeah, I think um, one of the things is, um, uh, well, one lady, she this she was in England traveling, an American lady. She sent a tweet that was kind of a, a poor joke about AIDS in Africa. Like you oh. know, nobody's saying it's a good joke or anything like that, but it was picked up and shared as she got on the flight to Africa. I can't remember, Johannesburg oh. or somewhere. And by the time she'd got off the flight, her tweet had been viewed over a million times. Uh, she had lost her job um, oh. and her life as she knew it was practically over. Um, so oh. just incredible how fast it could happen and as he's writing this book a year or two down the track she's still kind of trying to piece her life together find a job uh try and yeah have have web google searches on her direct to something else other than this this tweet so wow. um, <laughs> it was it's pretty mind-blowing yeah that is mind-blowing. Does it make you want to lock down all your online profiles and never say anything? Are you, uh, well, thankfully, I'm you... not on Twitter and there's no, no plans. <laughs> Probably a little more cautious than I would be. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it's just interesting that the concept of shame is alive and well mm. and it's, uh, mm. it's uh, really bad. So, yep, entertaining and I think thankful for God's forgiveness and yeah. Yeah, the forgiveness that is necessary in, in community for us to survive so yeah yeah, yeah. that's uh, a bit of reading wow. interesting um yeah but uh thinking of the bible joe yes. what have you been reading in the bible lately yes well <clears throat> i've been reading romans 7 and 8 which is um a, a really a go-to passage for me mm-hmm. uh, Mainly it's a go-to passage. There's this thing that happens every so often uh, where I'll have had a difficult time in life and that will affect my work effectiveness mm-hmm. and that will create a bit of a downward spiral. You've seen this happen. <laughs> You've watched this happen and passed me through it, Richard. Oh, but well, for the sake of the listeners. <laughs> something we all go through, Joe. I don't think this is something we share more than anything. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, so in that downward spiral, I have thoughts like um, – I should quit my job because I'm so ineffective. But often what I'm really wrestling with, that's the the outward experience of what mm. is an internal reality of not doing what I want to do, sometimes not reaching goals and aspirations I have and sometimes being sinful, particularly avoiding hard things or being mm. a bit lazy or um, maybe just not disciplined as well, um, which are all things, character traits, working hard, being disciplined, mm. yeah. being godly, uh, that I really prize. And so I, it becomes this, it could be a downward spiral that continues. And fortunately, um, often God just reminds me to get back into Romans 7 and 8 where I'll just read that yeah, please. Classic, classic little section of from verse 21. Mm-hmm. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work within me waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am, who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? 
thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Mm. Um, I just love it. Yeah. Read it again and again. And then moving straight into Romans 8 where it talks about there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Um, I think I always just need my eyes lifted to think more about Jesus than me Mm -hmm. and that's why I go there. So I've just been reading that this week and um, particularly this morning and, yeah, I just find it comforting but also quite rebuking because I just think about that there's this different law at work and it's about being rescued from that by God, praise God, rather than, oh, how bad I am. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that verse 25 really is there's the power there is that the, the delivery through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yeah, and and I do feel, I think actually I do get to sometimes, it's not despair, but that question, who will rescue me from this body that's subject to death? Mm-hmm. I really do wrestle with that feeling of I am not who I want to be. I don't do what I want to do. I feel this intention, in, internal wrestle. So verse 25, going to thank you, God, makes me think more about God. It makes me move to thankfulness and praise rather than get stuck. Yeah. Now, when I say get stuck, I can get stuck for like a week or more. It can really be quite a, yeah, yeah. I get, I have lows and I have highs. And yeah. so, yeah, this passage is always a good one for me. Well, of course. So, and it leads mm. into such great stuff in Romans 8. Mm. Uh, yeah. 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 So anyway, I've been thankful for that. Taking well, a little break yeah. from the Gospels to get into. Thank you for sharing yeah. that, Joe. Mm. That's, that's pretty heavy stuff, but isn't it yeah. fantastic the way the Bible speaks to us where we're at with what yeah. we need Yeah, and pointing our eyes to Jesus? Yeah, that's exactly right. It does It does speak to us in what we need. And, and sometimes what we don't want, like <laughs> I really yeah. actually want to just stay in the pits sometimes and just be grumpy and yeah. ineffective and avoidant. But um, I'm thankful that God gives us what we need and <laughs> not what we want. <laughs> yeah, so true. <laughs> anyway, and um, you've been reading a book by Paul Tripp. Oh, yes, I have. Um, just finished it recently, actually. It's been really good. It's um, mm. by... Um, uh, Paul Tripps is an author, he's a conference speaker, uh, lives in Philadelphia, and he's got a background as a um, pastor and counsellor. Mm. Um, mm. I think a lot of people read his book on parenting. Uh, mm. And uh, he's written this book called Lead, uh, 12 Principles uh, for Christian Leadership, which, uh, yeah, when I heard that came out, I thought, oh, you yeah, know, that's I, I wouldn't mind hearing what Paul Tripp has to say about leadership. I was mm. I need... I need sort of recalibration, need guidance, yeah, always mm. ready to learn. So, uh, And he wrote this book because he was seeing a lot of good pastors leave full-time ministry and mm. often with surprising situations, like not necessarily issues of sin, but he, he just wanted to help. And um, so he's got uh, uh, 12 chapters on kind of principles about to, to bear in mind with uh, leadership, not just personal leadership, but also mm. he talks about the leadership community as well say, mm. a leadership team, a staff team, something like that, and chapters on things like um, a lot of the cra- classics like uh, the ach- achievement, grace, mm. gospel, limits. Um, and I thought I'd, I found it all helpful. I thought I'd share just a few um, quotes from his chapter on identity. And um, this principle uh, that, that in, is the title of this chapter for identity says, uh, where your leaders look for identity always determines how they lead. Mm. Yeah, great little quote. But um, yeah, the things he shared a couple of times, he said, rooting my identity in ministry leadership would cause me to hide important details about myself, control conversations, compete for position, deny weaknesses while projecting strength, 
and a host of other spiritual dangers. (laughs) Okay, that's pretty honest. That's open. (laughs) I'm listening. Um, I've got two more great quotes. He says uh, at one point, he says, uh, likely no one goes into ministry saying, I'm going to make ministry my identity, but along the way, something happens. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't ever think, I'm going to use this to better my personal identity. You you go in thinking, I'm serving Jesus here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Last one, he says, I I highlighted this one. He said, uh, this is talking about, you know, getting a, a, a job or a ministry position or something. He says, the buzz of position is fleeting, soon giving way to the burden of responsibility. Oh, that's <laughs> so true. That is so true. <laughs> yeah. So um felt, felt like yeah, every chapter I was um, thinking and praying for, you know, 15 minutes afterwards about mm. uh, what do I need to take on board from that. So, um, mm. yeah, lead by Paul Tripp. There you go. So as you think about, you know, there's so many th- voices when it comes to leadership, both mm. Christian and mm. not Christian. And it's hard to know how to come at leadership books sometimes because you don't want to always just be thinking about what you, how you're doing, um, but at the same time you really also want to be a self-directed reflector and learner, mm. always improving practice. How do yeah. you find that, you know, do you think this book is kind of, it does the job of self-assessment, helps you do self-assessment, oh. but also helps you pass to other people? Like, Is it good for more than just... Navel gazing, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, yeah, it's not done, trying to do everything. So I think uh, okay. this is a book that's trying to uh, improve the longevity of people in leadership and in ministry mm. Um, mm. through reflecting on grace, for like reflecting on leadership community, and so mm. uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, but that's my good. my approach to leadership books is um, I I'm not very organised. I tend to just follow follow my nose, follow my feelings. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes I'll read stuff on ministry effectiveness and how to get more out of less and, and, and strategy mm-hmm. and, you know, casting vision and drawing people in. And that, that's great. I've benefited from those kind of books and, 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 other, and podcasts and resources. At other times, I'm looking for more empathy, more help, more kind of, mm. uh, yeah, with the longevity side of it. So, mm. um, and this is where no, no book, that's where his yeah. book lands. It's more a, helping you as you stay the long course. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit like Going the Distance by Peter Mm. Brain. It's another Mm. book I haven't read for ages. Um, Mm. Or Zeal Without Burnout that you and I have spoken about. Yeah, a good one for every year. So, yeah, yeah, it kind of fits in that family. I love it. Oh, that's great, Richard. I'll put it on my list. Yeah, sure. Mm. Well, I think we're uh, out of time. It's been great chatting with you. I can hear the rain coming down (laughs) even now. No more tennis in the rain. Too waterlogged. Yeah. No one's out there now. <laughs> yeah. Hope you get some next week. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. See ya. See ya. See ya.